Baylor men's basketball, they're above afloat in the Big 12, but what sets them apart from the rest of the league? What makes this team different in college basketball? This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday and happy game day, everybody. Baylor and Oklahoma in Waco tonight. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears alongside Pete Sousa from ESPN and a Waco local, Pete Sousa, yeah. by the way, who has listened to Locked On Baylor before. This is not your first LOB experience. And on behalf of both of us, I want to thank everyone for making it their first listen every day. Yo, I'll tell you, this is, first of all, the fact that you do this daily is something that I, I admire. Um, you and I have tried to link up uh, you're your own talent booker, uh, and you, and, and you do a fantastic job and you are your own. I, I, I love your personality. You remind me of, uh, of like, uh, just, a, just a, a Stephen A. Smith of sorts in a sense where you have a take and it's based on knowledge. I, mm-hmm. I love the work you do. And if you go to Baylor games, I always see you at games and that we're about to talk about what separates Baylor, but I'll tell you, Drake, that's what separates you from a lot of people that do podcasts and do serious radio and do, I mean, some of them, you know, are do a tremendous job that don't go to games, but I think the guys that go to games and the girls that go to games, it's, there's a huge difference there. Hmm. Pete, that means a lot. And coming from, from somebody yeah. who's been in the industry for a long time and to be compared to Stephen A. Smith, I'm going to lose <laughs> some listeners for that, but I think there are a lot of people out there going, yes, that's it. He's the, yes. Uh, we've, we've had some, certainly some, uh, I don't want to call them hot takes, but interesting yeah. ones on this program in the past. Uh, Pete, for you though, you, you get an up close and personal look at this league weekly now, and this is a Baylor team. You've seen a couple of times that look, you're, again, you're Waco local. You follow this team closer than, than most of the ESPN. I'm sure. Is there some kind of defining factor when you look at this squad and you say, all right, this is what makes them Final Four caliber elite in the realm of college basketball. Well, I mean, I think getting Chamuchachua back is huge. I, I think that that is something that I think we've seen, um, you know, it's been one game, right? But it's been a huge difference. I think there's so many different facets of the Baylor basketball team that he opens up by being out on the floor. And I think the more and more we see him get involved, I mean, it, Baylor was – they're holding their own in the Big 12, you know, beating teams like Kansas. You know, I, I wouldn't call uh, Saturday's win a signature win, but they, they beat them. They, 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 they really beat Texas Tech like a drum at home. And that's what you're supposed to do when you're a, a good basketball team that is separating itself from the pack in the Big 12. So I think you get somebody like Chamachachua back and it changes the way that you look at this team now, a team that was already, like I mentioned, holding its own in the big 12 and with Keontae George, I feel like he gets better every game. And I feel like he is an electric player. Uh, you have, you have spunk, like a guy like that. And then you've got Flagler and Cryer with the experience. I, I, this is, you know, Drake, it is a long season. Mm. And I, think sometimes, uh, you know, you do your job, right? I mean, after every game, there's a reaction, there's an excitement. There are takes based on experiences and facts, but at the end of the day, like, We've still got a whole month left of the regular season, uh, and then and after that, then we've got the Big Twelve, and then and then we we're into the tournament where you you and I talked about it offline before we got on here. We could have eight teams from the Big Twelve dancing in March. Yeah, this is a a guard group from Baylor 
that to me, like, when you look at the teams that win national championships now, it's not the big guy dominated teams. Purdue could get bounced in the second weekend because there's a big team in college basketball that doesn't play in March like it used to in your late nineties, just play you banging in the post. You don't see that now. And look, Pete, I've got unstable Wi-Fi. One thing that is stable, the Baylor guard play. You've already mentioned Flagler, Cryer, Keontae, George. And now Langston Love has stepped up off the bench. There are at least four of those guys that every time they touch the floor, they are the spark, the catalyst to something big for Baylor basketball. Is there another team you've seen that has that many quality guys controlling the ball every time down? I think Kansas. I mean, I, I really think you, you talk about every time down the floor, it seems like there are so many different guys who can do so much with the basketball. Um, you know, you think about Wilson, you think about Grady Dick. I mean, there are guys who every time, those two guys right there, every time they touch the basketball, they're dangerous. And then you have McCullough, Kevin McCullough Jr., who is a guy who, although he'll have his games where he's completely flat and, and can just kind of, you look at his box score and you're like, well, what did this guy do? Well, with the basketball, he is effective, um, not as consistently as you'd like. But then, you know, you mentioned scoring the basketball and uh, offensively, but defensively, he's a guy that does stuff so quietly. I, I think that Kansas, uh, I also think Texas, man, you you look you look at Hunter and you look at like Serge Jabari Rice off the bench. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, Texas is, they're not as talented as I thought they were coming into the season, if that makes any sense. They are as... As a, as a group together, they're way better than I thought they would be, especially if you told me that they would lose Chris Beard in the middle of December. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I think you, you talk about Baylor's consistent guard play. That does separate them. But I think when you get somebody like John Wachachua back, it's one more, not only is he so skilled, right, and effective, but that's one more body that you get. You, you know, you guys talked about it, I think, on your last podcast, uh, you and Cam, the, the ba Baylor's bench play. Uh, they really were impressive against Texas Tech, and, and they've gotten better and better over the course of the, the year. And now you've got one more effective body, one more guy deeper on that bench. When, yeah. as you come up on March, you need though you, you don't need guys you can just throw out there to eat minutes. You need guys who are going to be effective. Your bench gets shorter in March, so you need as many options as you can get uh, to, to throw out there when you refine that rotation. Pete, before we get into the depths of the Big 12 and how this conference will shake out, I mean, there are six teams that could win this thing. So this conversation could go anywhere and be either exactly spot on or as further as far from, as far from the truth as possible. But, but the last thing that I'll key in on on just Baylor, where's where's the kryptonite? What is that? What is that little piece you think? All right, this is something this team doesn't have that others do that will will be their death come March. The something Baylor doesn't have. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and you've talked about it and you're, you're funny and I hope you don't meet this guy in a dark alley, but I would <laughs> love Flo, I would love Flo Thamba to step it up a little bit. And I would like to see a, a Caleb Lohner, another guy, just get grittier. Uh, you know, you know, he does grab boards when he's in the basketball game, but I feel like he should have more rebounds. And I, I'm not sure, you know, I, I, I'm not around this team every day. Like you no. are, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what's happening with 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 Flo Thamba. I, I, not as not the year I expected from him. I don't. Th I think you you feel the same. So I think there there are some holes there that when you need kind of everybody playing well um, down the stretch and into March, you can't have any you can't have any Houdini type stuff. Um, mm. So you 
need guys to be consistent, especially, you know, you and I mentioned it. It's clear. They have the guard play, right? Yeah. They have the guard play, but what, what, what do you really have? Um, you know, you got JTT back coming off an injury. Those two guys, one of them has to step up and play big. I talked about, you know, Caleb Lohner and Flo Thamba. What will they? You know, that remains a question. Yeah. Pete, the, the, that's it. I mean, Flo Thamba has game in, you, game what's out. Your take, what's your take on Flo? Well, it's, it's, it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent. One game, he, I mean, the, okay, Pete, the national championship game played his, his butt, I'll say butt. He played his butt off in, in front of all of America, God and everybody. And then the next game, he's out there. And I'm the, my favorite pass in a Baylor basketball game is the pass off of Flo Thamba's face or chest. Something good <laughs> always happens. They get him the ball in the post. He's not going to put it up. It's usually going to come off of him. And Keontae is cutting, catching the basketball and scoring it. It's the best assist in basketball. Um, <laughs> and some nights you get it. Some nights he's a wall down low. The biggest games is where he shows up, but then it's games like this against Texas Tech, and you go, "Flow, man, like, and I need, I need a little more. I just need a little something." Uh, game in and game out, and I get it. He's old. He's old for college basketball. You know, the yeah, game is yeah. is maybe getting a little faster than he is right now, but still, you're you leave more desire from your fifth year guy. Who's starting down I know, low? I know we're going to get to one more thing too before, but I want to wrap up with you. I I, I do want to hear you know your thoughts on Keontae George. What you, what you think separates him? Because there's so much. You you look at the Big Twelve and there's so many there's so many studs. You know I know Mike yeah. Miles is struggling right now health wise, but but that's a guy. I mean there are just so every night there's somebody. Look at Eric Stevenson on West Virginia. Every night there's somebody who you're like, wow, I can't wait to watch this guy play. You know, why, why has, has Keontae George been able to kind of separate himself from that pack? You know, Pete, he is a conference, not just a conference. He is a player of the year candidate, national player of the year candidate in any other league in basketball. I really believe that. I, I do. And maybe I'm biased on that. But the defense in the Big 12, he said it in press conferences. He didn't expect it to be like this. In, in his non-conference games, that's where he shines the most because the Big 12 will eat you up and spit you out no matter who you are. You I mean, you saw, uh, was it Jalen Wilson who really struggled against Iowa State? And yeah. even the best guards can be completely riddled with, with in-game, game in, game out, bad games. And so Keontae to me, it shows a lot that he's been consistent enough in the scoring category. But on the other side of things, as good as he is, You've also got to look at, at the shooting numbers. It's vol it's volume shooting. He's kind of been the king of that for Baylor, and that's a term I've used a lot the last couple of weeks. He shoots the ball a lot. The percentages yeah, yeah. aren't there. Thirty five percent from three, but you're you're a volume shooter, and yeah. that's kind of where we've seen basketball go. Oh, hundred percent. And and he takes he takes long shot threes. He makes a third of them, maybe. But what? sets him apart to me is the effort to get a rebound, the effort to play defense, uh, the way that he can move without the basketball. If you just watch an offensive possession, he doesn't have the ball. See the way he cuts, the way he moves. His his knowledge of the game is what makes him different. So yeah, he can do it with the ball. He's got the takeover card. He can do all that. But the, the little stuff, the intangibles, he's really solid at. And that's why, look, Baylor's boards, the, the reason they're so good at rebounding this season, which is something that's completely flipped from the non-conference, it starts with guards. It starts with even like Jalen Bridges, who's your your kind of stretch four, somewhat a three. Those guys fighting for rebounds, uh, and, and Keontae George helping lead that charge. It's massive. You don't see that from a lot of freshmen. You don't see those kind of hustle on the floor plays from freshmen. Freshman, I mean, he's an exception, right? Uh, like in the in the Big Twelve, that is able to really make a huge difference. 
there's been other real notable ones, but he's the one locally, obviously for us, that jumps right out at you. I love him. I love him. I, I mean, I like watching him play. The kid, he's fun to watch playing. Pete, you know what else is fun? I saw you grab that water cup. This is your time. What else is fun is FanDuel. I promise Pete's not going anywhere. I don't look, guys. The Wi-Fi thing? I've never had b- bad Wi-Fi in my life. I have, I have not. But all of my roommates are CPAs. They're all going to go be CPAs. This is what they do with their living. And they suck up all the Wi-Fi. So it's gone for some reason. So if you can't see me, if I'm blurry, that's okay. I, I've still got plenty to tell you about, about uh, FanDuel. FanDuel, it's, it's the number one sportsbook in America. That's why we use it now at Locked On. They're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you make a bet right now, $3,000 for Super Bowl 57, it's a no-sweat first bet. Don't even got to worry about it. You just say, hey, here's $3,000. Whether you have it or you don't, you put it on FanDuel because you get $3,000 back in bonus bets if it doesn't hit. Let's say it does hit. You get $3,000. So all that can be money line can be a parlay, could be the FanDuel app's ability to parlay different player props. Super easy to use. It's safe. It's secure. Get your money instantly. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Pete. Can you see me, Pete? Am I I blurry here? Crystal clear the whole time. I know that doesn't. That, you know, I, I, I could see you good. And you're those live reads, you're a pro, by the way. Oh, thanks, Pete. I'm training that's for ESPN. That's how you get paid, man. Mm, yeah. That's exactly right. Those are the sponsors. <laughs> Somebody else sells those, but I look, I try to make them pretty when I can. Uh, yeah. If you'll send those to your bosses, that'd be great there, Pete. You yeah. just, you toss me a bone. <laughs> you got it, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I, Pete, look, here, we're going to go straight into the forte. This is not just Baylor basketball. This is you and the Southwest Conference poster. Oh, dude, have, I not, have you ever heard this story, the Southwest Conference no. poster story? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so you're old, YouTube. I'm old school. I'm, I'm old school, like, I'm old school college football. Like, I went, so I went to the University of Richmond to play football. I couldn't play. I had a heart problem. But Spiders? They, yeah, spiders. So, but they kept me on scholarship. I, 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 my whole life, I was obsessed with football. And, and as a kid growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, the, the Big Eight, which was, you know, and then the Southwest Conference, those conferences to me were so awesome and like, you know, sexy when I was a kid. Um, every time I see something like the Southwest Conference, I, I immediately get get goosebumps. I get I, I perk up. What's the story behind that? So for I'll first give you Grant Taft game worn hat. It's probably my favorite oh. item of the backdrop. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, Southwest Conference guy. For those listening on any podcast platforms, it is just a banner of the Southwest Conference basketball co-champions from 1949 to 50. Pete, I get a call from one of my roommates this time last year. He says, hey, man, I I found on Facebook this guy who's selling. When the Farrell Center, when Baylor did their rebrand, they took out all the old branded stuff in the Farrell Center. You see how the old Baylor basketball logo. When they did with it, is threw it away. They didn't do anything with it. Like it could, they could auction it off for a ton of money. So they take this banner and some guy named like Baylor Joe or Baylor Bob got it, put it on Facebook. Buddy goes and is like, Hey, they've got seven of them for $50. Let's go pick them. You pick them up with me. You can take one for free. There's spiders oh. all over it. There's cobwebs. There's all kinds of stuff. We go to this guy's old, uh, the, the backwoods and it's inside of a shed. We roll this <laughs> thing out and I knew immediately, I grew up an Arkansas fan, so I was familiar with the Southwest Conference. I knew immediately I've got to have that one, 1949 to 1950. And, Pete, this was the beginning of a 31-year stretch where Baylor would not sniff the postseason in basketball. This was the last season they were good, really up until the Scott Drew era. So I knew I had to have it, and there it is today. That's wonderful. I got one more quick one myself. So I grew up 
my mom will always work at Villanova University. I grew up right down the street, Villanova basketball. It's like in my blood, right? So she worked in the athletic department. And after the year they won the title in 85 and 86, this guy, their trainer, Jake Nevin, died. So they had these Villanova jerseys. They were just awesome. And they had the black patch for the guy, Jake Nevin, the trainer who passed away. And at the end of the season, dude, they just like unloaded them. Like my mom worked in the athletic department. She came home. She's like, I got a Doug West jersey, who was awesome. He played in the NBA. Yep. Mark Plank and Pat Enright. She's gave official jerseys. Like, it's unheard of today. And, and my mom, God bless her, She when, when we got older, she actually sent the jerseys to Pat Enright and Mark Plansky. She's like, these guys didn't get anything. from. And so my brother and I were like, all right, you can send them to them. But there's something so awesome about all, all that stuff. That people were, you know, one it's old school cliche. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Like it's amazing how that stuff sometimes just gets falls through the cracks and like yeah. like that poster behind you. Yeah. You run to good yeah, run to Goodwill and just oh, here's a Baylor basketball jersey <laughs> from nineteen thirty eight. And like what who brought this here? Why yeah. why is it no one's gonna buy it from there? So yeah, I've found I mean, dude, flea you flea market shop in Waco, find all the vintage Baylor stuff. Um, I just like, yeah, Grant Taft's grandson's a buddy of mine. He's like, Hey man, I got this hat. I was like, I don't think you know what you're giving me right now. I don't think you understand (laughs) the magnitude of what you're placing in my hands. Um, so yeah, man, I'm a sucker for memorabilia and no clean transition Pete into big 12 conversation, but I'm glad we went down a little nostalgic road there for a second. Also I'm out of ad reads too. So I literally have like 10 minutes just to ramble at this point. We could have kept going, but I'll camp out. Big 12 basketball. Pete, you've got, I'll rattle them off because why not? Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State, who we didn't see coming. Uh, Baylor in that mix too. And then, I mean, Oklahoma State sneaking up TCU, who's got some injuries. They could, they could make a run at a title. Seven teams right now that are all within two games of each other in Big 12 play. Um, put on your Magic Wizard hat. Who's going to win the Big 12? Iowa State. Oh, Pete, what? So, I, I, I've gotten a chance to see them a couple times. The they have to figure out how to win on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they are tested in a sense. You know, last year TJ Otzelberger takes over for them. I mean, they they were trash, right? Yeah. I think they had two wins overall. I think I want to say before mm-hmm. the season before he got it, there maybe none in conference. He takes over. They go to the Sweet 16. Okay, they've got guys back from that team, and they know they win at home all the time. They talk called Hilton Magic, whatever. They do a tremendous job winning at home. They've got a bunch of guys on their team. I feel like they are ready-made for March in the sense that a lot of their players, Oshuni. Uh, you know, uh, Holmes, those two guys that came, Jaron Holmes, they came from St. Bonaventure. They they have a bunch of guys. Um, the other guy, Big Rob, he's from Denver. Uh, Taman Lips, he's a freshman, a local guy. They have a bunch of guys. I mean, you talk about everybody's got the, okay, Let's the team is bigger than us. And Baylor is a great example of that. Scott Drew's amazing, right? I mean, really to put the team first. But I would say you've got a bunch of guys on that team who play awesome, and they're all like from mid-majors. And I think that that is – I mean, they're second in the conference right now. So it's not like I'm picking Oklahoma yeah. State to win the, or West Virginia. But but that is – that that I believe in that team. I believe in their coach. And I believe – now, they've got to start to win on the road. They, yeah. they, they have to start to win on the road, and they've got to start to do that soon because 
I don't know that that's a muscle you just start to flex um, for a term that we've overused now, flexing muscle. But I don't know that you start to flex that when you get into March um, easily or when you get into the conference tournament. I mean, you have to win on the road uh, and get a couple big wins before you get there. But I think that is a team I, – I, I like Iowa State a lot. A lot. And I, I, I like their coach a lot, and I like what they're about, and I like their skill level. The, the guy Oshuni is really good, uh, and he continues to get better. Um, and Mark Kauscher is awesome. I mean, these are, they don't look pretty dude, but they make yeah. shots and they make, they make big shots. Uh, and that's, that's, that's a team that I really like. If you can't tell. You were on the call for Iowa. You know, this, by the way, I don't know why I'm telling you as if it's new news Yeah. Uh, for Iowa state, Oklahoma state, which yeah. to, to circle it back around, we were, we in our home use FanDuel a lot. And that was our play of the day was the Iowa state money line against Oklahoma state. And talk, you talk about them not being able to play on the road. Just an absolute, oh, what a fall apart, Pete. We all had hundreds. We had a combined rent on this game. And it's like, all right, Pete's calling the game, too. Just a little cherry on top. Iowa State's up 20. All good, guys. No sweat. Let's take a nap. But that, but, but that's great. Now, that's life in the Big 12. I'm so curious to see. And I'm not one of those guys. Honestly, you put me on the spot, and I love it because we go, we go ahead like, like, grab a crystal ball let's look at it we have no clue what's around the next corner especially in this and i'm very curious to see will these teams look i used to i mentioned villanova i used to grow up a biggies uh i grew up a biggies guy and these guys it was like a rock fight every night and sometimes there were teams who would literally just just couldn't last couldn't sustain it into you go through the biggies tournament at the garden and now all of a sudden you're in the first weekend of the ncaa and oh my gosh syracuse lost or georgetown lost you know, there's always these teams that just can't keep it going because they're beating each other up every single night. So I'll be curious to see, you know, what teams I'm a little I, 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 TCU is a team who I feel like that could happen to. Yeah. I feel like that. And we've seen chinks in their armor so far this season. Um, you know, you're looking at it. They've never made it to the Sweet 16 ever. You know, um, and this was their year. What was that again, Pete? Can you repeat that, please? TCU's never made it to the Sweet 16 ever. Okay, good. Perfect. Thank uh, you. They, they, I mean, that's pretty amazing when you yeah. think about it. You mentioned the Baylor drought. TCU is, you know, they just made it to the national championship game in football. I'm not breaking any news there, but this is a power five school that I'm shocked. That when, when you look at that, I mean, I'm reminded of that every so often. Wow, they haven't been in the Sweet 16? Yeah, yeah. they haven't. And this is supposed yeah. to be their year, but they, they've got to kind of pull it together a little bit. Yeah, they're fight. I mean, you fight the wear and tear of the the Big Twelve, but they're fighting the actual injuries. The actual, all right, we got guys that are legitimately could miss time or a significant time with injury. And luckily, Baylor stayed away from that part of that equation. And and if he's not healthy, I, I don't I don't love their chances. Yeah. Oh, Lampkin and Mike. When you're two players, when Lampkin and Mike Miles, who have yeah. been kind of the staple of what Jamie the rebuild. I say rebuild. It's like Jamie Dixon is reviving his own program. Yeah. Uh, but those two guys have been at the forefront of that. And the fact they're both hurt doesn't bode well for TCU. But if they're healthy in tournament time, and that that goes into really where I wanted to go I, with the Big Twelve I, moving forward. Oh, I love that. Like this is the kind of stuff I can. You, you know everything about all these teams, but I can tell you this stuff that you might not know. You know Eddie Lampkin is a guy who, and and you may know it's out there. He lost both brothers. Um, both they were both killed um and he uh, you go to see these teams uh before you know the day of the game or the day before the game depending on the time and you go to shoot around and, and you're the only people in there media wise because you know you have the network that gets you access and you know you, these guys are you know, they're athletes they got a hundred million things going on 
but like I'm sitting there uh, with uh, Brendan Mans or the guy I'm calling the game with, and Eddie Lampkin of all people just runs right up to us. I mean, he he didn't know me, you know what yeah. I mean? For all he knows, I'm literally one of Jamie Dixon's buddies from college or whatever. I mean, I'm not somebody you would know. Runs right up, yo, what's up? I'm Eddie, man. Nice to meet. Like nobody does that, you know. And, and so so that's a guy. I'm I'm pretty easy, you know. If girls pay a little bit of attention to me, I'm like they, they they've got me. And so that was a moment where I was like, oh my god, this guy, I I I love him. But a guy with a story like that, to to be like that, was was I was like, wow, this is an interesting guy. So you can tell I'm pulling for him. But but in reality, they, TCU can't go without him. They need yeah. him to get back on the floor if they're going to be able to actually make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Pete, I'm I'm like I'm throwing my questions out at this point. Now you've got me intrigued. You've you've yeah. dropped the you've dropped the minnow in the water, and I've, I'm latching on. Yeah. we're done with the Big Twelve talk. Whatever, Iowa State's going to win it. That's fun. Your experience with the yeah. full slate of ESPN games this season. And I mean, yeah. even like in the last three years and your career and everything that's going on, just walk me through this, man. Cause it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm in Waco doing uh, news in the morning for KWTX COVID hit. I, I always did play by play when I was a kid in front of my own, you know, my parents TV. And then I, I, I went to college, was involved in sports. I worked for the Sixers and the Hornets doing PR and so I always had my foot in that basketball world. And, uh, you know, long story short, I talk about this. I was a complete maniac, like nightlife. I, I was big into drinking and drugs. So I got sober about 11 years ago. And when I got sober, I was like, I got to get back into sp- the NBA, sports broadcasting, and what, you know, what really charges me up. Uh, and that's when I got back, back into broadcasting, started with TV news, and then now I'm doing more and more stuff with ESPN. I did a bunch of stuff with the Longhorn Network last year. So it's been so much fun. So that that's a real quick answer to, you know, it's been it's been a great ride. But I do feel like, you know, having – I was recruited as a kid. And I wasn't like I, – I, I would have loved to have gotten a call from, from somebody at Baylor. I forget – I think Kevin – I forget who was a coach at the time. Um, but, like, I, so I wasn't getting recruited by Big 12. It was, like, lower, like, you know, maybe, like, Temple and the Big East. Uh, and like a bunch of at the time one double A schools, um, but so I kind of know how to carry myself around. If we have the opportunity, like we'll sit with Bob Huggins for yeah. you know an hour, or, or Porter Mosier or Ronnie Terry, and I just I eat that up. The best part about sports to me, Drake, has always been the camaraderie and the locker room, and to be able to you know some of those coaches will talk to you, and they'll just let their guard down, and they'll just talk. Okay, they they they, they feel like okay, there's a level of comfort. Um, and they'll tell you stuff that, you know, yeah, I, I probably, I can't share with you now, right, um, right. But, but it's, but it's awesome. And, uh, you know, to me, when they start to share stuff like that, it creates goodwill and it lets you know, okay, this guy knows what's up. Some coaches you'll talk to, or we'll just be robots, you know? Um, but you can know, you notice the guys who are, you know, Bill Self, um, Bob Huggins, they're hall of famers. They, they have such comfort in their own skin that they, yeah. they don't care. They, they trust themselves. And this is like a beautiful thing about becoming a, a person. And I see it in you a little bit as a broadcaster. You trust your own voice to the point where it's like, you got to like, you, you've got to go with that voice. They don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? What they're going to say is that it's going to be fine. It's what they believe. Uh, by, by the way, Kansas was another cool story. People might be shocked because I know people from Baylor hate Kansas, but after we got, we got done shoot around, I don't know, and this was a relatively new thing, talking to some of the other guys on the broadcast group. Every player on Kansas, you know, from Grady Dick to K.J. Adams, 
they all walked over. Now you could tell they were kind of encouraged by their coaches. Yeah. But they, everybody walked over and shook our hands, me and uh, Brennan, one by one. Everybody, Hello, how you doing? They introduced themselves, which is cool. I'm, I'm again, like a Villanova guy. One of the best things, and Baylor is the same exact way. So hang in there and take this compliment, Baylor people. Scott Drew and Jay Wright are very similar, even though you guys beat the brakes off us last December. It was like I still yeah. – uh, my, my stomach still tosses. And we got to the Final Four, but that was still rough to be there for that one. But they, they created a culture that goes so far beyond any single class or any single team. You watch Baylor, and you are proud. Of, of the the product on the floor most nights i know sometimes you know drake i listen to you, 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 you know. but, i get i get out of control yeah yeah but it's good i mean that's your job um uh, really it is, it is your job uh and 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 jay wright was the same way you would be proud of villanova the way yeah. that they played night and it's really cool i i've been very fortunate to be able to to watch baylor to be able to be around guys like John Morris, you know, even like doing, doing women's games with, with, with Jim Haller, like it's all Baylor is it's, it's a wonderful community, but it's, it's there, there are teams you can be proud of. And there's other teams you see in the big 12 that, you know, they're not, they're not sure who they are. You know, Baylor takes on Oklahoma, right? Porter Moser's a great coach, but, yeah. but, but it's very clear that like, okay, is he, is he, is he a guy that maybe, We'll get offered the Notre Dame job after the season and go, and go there because that's more his tribe. You know, he knows the Midwest. You know, that's just where he's got his fastball going. Or maybe he, you know, turns the team around. They win the Big Twelve out of the Good Sweet Sixteen. I don't know, but it's interesting. There's the the, the culture that that Baylor has in the Big Twelve is impressive. I love it, Pete. I love the perspective. And I mean, look, what is it? How, so you've been at ESPN how long? Well, I mean, I've been doing, I, I've been doing ESPN play by play now for about two years. I did spotting and stats for a long time before that. I'll still do spotting for CBS if they call me. Once you get with ESPN and you start to do play by play for like Bristol and the network, they don't allow you to do spotting and 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 play by play at once. So I can't ever do that again for ESPN, which I I, I love doing it. It's just I'm just like you. I'm a nerd. I love being courtside sports. And, you know. Yeah, coming up with numbers and stuff like that. But yeah, for about two years, I've been calling games for you know college football and Big Twelve and, and basketball with Big Twelve. And you know, I love women's too. I did volleyball. I do softball. That's where I met you. You know, yeah, yeah. Getterman Stadium, man. Yeah, like that's yeah. just you know, you think about three years ago, your perspective. Five years ago, your perspective on the Big Twelve and and knowledge of the conference and everything. Like just to see. I mean, what a what a what a gig, dude. Just awesome, and what a perspective, what? man. Thanks. And to be, it's the best, it is, you ask anybody that's maybe had a little bit of truth serum before the conversation, the Big 12 Basketball Conference is easily, I'll say, the best conference in America. Yeah. Easily. And and I didn't see that coming a couple of years ago. I don't know if you did, but but I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that coming. And you're coming off a year where TCU plays in the national championship game. I mean, uh, now I, I just think the Big Twelve has something special. And honestly, I was I was on the trail today earlier, and I know it's money. I I get it. I understand. But I'm thinking like, wow, Oklahoma and Texas are going. They're leaving. I'm like, yeah. And, and just like the fan in me that loves the Big Twelve, I was like, what business do they have leaving the Big Twelve? You know, like I'm like, really? And and I know Texas is, is Texas. I mean, that's one place you you go to do a game there, um, basketball, baseball. That 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 it's just. Texas is really, really nice. Yeah. You know, 
I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to play there. Yeah, do re me big time. I love it. Pete, thanks for bringing that perspective to the show today. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah. They try to keep me inside 25 minutes, but I became a, I became a Pete Sousa fan so much more there around the 22-minute mark that I just let it ride. So if my bosses are listening, I apologize. And Pete, I uh, you didn't waste any of that time. Thanks for doing this. Dude, anytime you ever need me, Drake. Uh, and again, I appreciate the one thing about you, having done PR, uh, been lucky enough to do it in the NBA and working on the media side, the guys who I respected the most, and I don't care what you said about the team, as long as you come to the games – and you're there, like, you know, Flo Thamba wants to find you one day. At least you're going to be there. You know what I mean? Um, and then, he'll and, know where to know. find me. Yeah, exactly. And that that is, there's a real respect that goes with that. So I appreciate you having me on anytime you need me. I do. I've said it a million times off. I don't know if I've ever said it once on the air, but every one of those guys that I talk about on this, on this podcast, outside of my job, outside of what I get paid to do, I will shake their hands, give them a hug, and buy them a meal. I would any guy, any guy, I'd, I'd buy them lunch in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're doing your job. There's an old school feel to that. Like that's you know that's why the sports that I was raised on. I love to reminisce and get romantic about yesteryear. But you know, guys on the road, you know, Mickey Mantle having having dinner and getting drunk with the beat writer every night. You know yeah. that obviously long gone, but it's cool that I, I appreciate guys who are just always around and and are there to take the heat and are there to witness the action. Pete is not too long gone. Scruffy Murphy's is open every night here in Waco, <laughs> Texas, and there are some frequent tears that head over there. But we will close up shop there. Pete, thanks again for everybody listening at home. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. Baylor, Oklahoma will recap. We didn't even get there, but I will get there later. This has been always been Locked On Baylor. <laughs>